Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is, and always will be, our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. And by Nest Realty and Realtor Janet Oppenheimer, a senior resource specialist. Janet serves the Asheville, North Carolina area. Visit nestrealty.com and look for your trusted mountain community advisor, Janet Oppenheimer. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on pretty much all podcast platforms today, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to travel stories from people who are helping create a new generation of global citizens. My guest today is Katie Wilson. She's a director and CEO of Grow Abroad Asheville, a local cultural exchange program meets summer camp initiative that fosters international cooperation, community outreach, and building lifelong relationships. And Katie, that seems like a win-win idea all around. Thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel. Well, thank you, Marilyn, for having me. This is my pleasure. Well, Katie, when I heard that you were doing this, it really sparked an interest for me. My uh, daughter, when she was in high school, hung out with the foreign exchange students at her school, and they became close friends. There was a whole group of them from Spain and Brazil and Japan, and they were all here and part of the community. And those friendships lasted still. They still are friends after all these years. So give us an idea of what sparked you to create a program like this. 
Well, you know, Marilyn, you kind of already answered the question for me. Interestingly, I find that I have that story that you just told left and right, anywhere I go, anyone that I have told about this and everyone who I've had involved in this program in the last four or five years, they all have a story like that where they say, you know, I remember this experience when I was in high school where I met someone from abroad or I hosted an exchange student with my family or maybe even just experienced the exchange program in college. And um, I noticed pretty quickly that these sorts of experiences touch people's lives for the rest of their life. They're deeply impactful. And so um, with an interest in fostering a community here in Asheville, but also with a deep interest in international cooperation and with culture. I'm just generally interested in travel and culture myself. I, I saw an opportunity here to really impact students' lives for the long run. And, you know, I'm so fortunate to know that the majority of the people who I've worked with, both students and families from Asheville and abroad, they have the same story that yours is, is that they continue to speak to each other to this day. It's like it's like we're building um, worldwide families. I love that. And that, like I said earlier, really creates this new generation of global citizens because there was such a long time where it was easy to have foreign exchange. Uh, the restrictions weren't as tight. The regulations weren't as deep. It was, it was just really a time, it seems, that people had opportunities to travel and travel abroad. Not so much you know, these days, especially after the last uh, couple of couple of years. Give us an idea of what it's been like for you these last couple of years. Well, yeah, starting with the pandemic in 2020, um, we just haven't been able to function the last two years. That was the short of it. And how do I want to put this? It was emotional for me, not simply because of my participation in this program and loving to run it here on my end, but because when you think about a high school student, there's only a short window of time of that age range where they have this impressionability. You know, if they're 14 in 2020, they're 16 now, and that's a big difference. And so I really thought about that each year, these past two years of like, we're missing entire generations of students that could be deeply impacted by the work that we're doing. I'm I'm really grateful that we're um, getting it back running this year because students who are maybe at the end, like 16, 17, still have that ability to participate and um, not miss out on, on this once in a lifetime. I love this, that you're coming back and that you've got the program going again. So tell us how the program actually works. So how do people hear about you and connect and and are able to create this kind of exchange? Sure. Um, So how you mentioned at the beginning, we function as both an international exchange program. So your typical hosting experience where a family who um, hears about us either on a program like yours or through word of mouth is primarily how I reach people, friends of friends of friends of friends of friends. (laughs) That's one component of the program. And it's very... um, 
it's very integral, I would say, to how the program works, you know, is having someone living in the home with you for, they come for the summertime for three to five weeks. So a short period of time, as opposed to what you were describing with your daughter, where those students were here for an entire school year, and still enough time that you're interacting with someone who is from a different culture, who speaks a different language every single day, you know, for that time that they're here. And you get a lot of time to learn from them in a very informal and playful and natural way when it's it's lived experience, right? So that's one part of the program. And then since you said meets summer camp, that's kind of this added element that we've created in lieu of it being during the school year when students would go with other peers to the high school every day, for example, it's summertime. And um, I, I just found that it would be very educational and, and awesome and fun <laughs> to have all the teens together in a group. And so, you know, you can picture you've got five from Germany, five from Spain, three from Cambodia, and then 15 from Asheville. And they're all together on a bus and we go to Carowinds and we go whitewater rafting. And we have some time frames where um, we do what I call language and culture classes, where the students actually get to in a more like academic manner, teach one another their languages and learn from me and, and learn, I like to say learn from me, but they mostly learn from each other. <laughs> and um, we do local volunteer projects that get us out in the community so that not only do these students from abroad have the opportunity to learn from their host family, but they have the opportunity to learn from Asheville at large and get a real in-depth look at the local community and what it's like to live in America in many different facets. You know, they get to learn from a lot of different perspectives of the American life that are beyond just like what the tourist would see. And then in turn, the American students who are also participating don't get to learn from just one student that is staying in their home. They get to learn from 10 or 15 students from different places. And that really diversifies the cultural element that comes to play in this. Katie, I'm just in awe of how this program is so rewarding and so beneficial on so many levels. When we come back from the break, I want to dive in just a little bit deeper and find out, I mean, obviously, we can tell what the benefits are here. You just told us that, you know, the cultural exchange, the experiential adventures of being together as a group. But I also want to go a little bit deeper on what it's like for the entire family, you know, to be a host family because certainly there are many of us whose kids have grown up and they've they've left the house they might have a lot of room and maybe not have thought about the benefits of having a student in their home during the summertime what a fun idea what's your website so people can be getting more info as we're talking you can go to www.growabroadllc.org, and that's G-R-O-W-A-B-R-O-A-D-L-L-C. Well, Katie, thank you. I am looking forward to coming back and talking more and, and finding out how we can open our homes to this cultural adventure, because it sounds so much fun. I love the idea of the summer camp mixed with the exchange and, and all of that. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Katie Wilson. She's the director and CEO of Grow Abroad Asheville. And we'll be right back. 
Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals, don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru, on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Whether you're traveling to points near or far or traveling on a life journey, every transition is an opportunity regardless of your stage of life. If you, a family member, or a loved one is looking to downsize, retire, or buy or sell a home, contact your trusted Mountain Community Advisor, Janet Oppenheimer, from Nest Realty in Asheville. As a senior real estate specialist, Janet will help and guide you through any life transition one step at a time. Contact Janet at nestrealty.com today, helping you find that perfect home to fit your next journey. Nest Realty. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And my guest today is Katie Wilson. She's the director and CEO of Grow Abroad Asheville. And it's a local cultural exchange program that kind of meets summer camp. And Katie, we were talking about that before the break. I love that idea that they're having these experiential adventures during the summer. How much fun for the for the kids and the adults, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I pin- myself that I get to do this for work. I mean, I'll be sitting in the middle of the summertime at a beautiful waterfall, hearing laughter all around me. And I'm like, this is this is what I'm this is what life is about, right? Well, give me a little bit of backstory about you personally. How did you even come up with this idea? So I inherited this company from a wonderful friend and colleague, and I was so fortunate to connect with him pretty much right when I got out of college, actually. I'd spent a couple years right when I graduated teaching abroad. So I have a degree in um, Spanish and applied linguistics, which is just a fancy way of saying teaching foreign languages. So I, I moved to Mexico and I first graduated and I taught English and uh, bounced around doing some different things like that. And and when I finally decided that I wanted to come back to Asheville and settle back down here, my lo and behold, my first job was working for this summer camp program. And um, it just so happens that within a few years, he was ready to bequeath the company and move on to a new um a new realm of his life, you know, to opening, we close one door and open up others. And that's exactly what it felt like for me was I, I came in with this passion and love for foreign languages and for, and for education generally, and for working with students and working in Asheville too. Like I think, um, not to sound too long-winded, but I think that's another wonderful component of this program is that Asheville itself is showcased. Right. And, um, as far as any place you could get placed in the United States, Asheville has such a wealth of experience and of culture. And so I, I love to be able to show that off to people from different parts of the world. So, I, you know, you can hear the passion in my voice. And, and when the, that transition was ready to happen, he knew that I was I was ready to take it on. And it was definitely 
Um, how do I want to put this? It was definitely a big endeavor, you know, to be a, uh, taking this on so young. And at the same time, it feels like it was meant to be. That it was always like something that came through me. That sounds wonderful. And and I can tell you, I, I'm hearing that passion and knowing, like I said earlier, what it feels like to have these students in your home and in your community and part of uh, your child's life and your life is really one of the most rewarding things ever. So if I was somebody who was considering opening up my home and and bringing in one of these kids from another country, give us an idea of what what we would need to do or what we would need to do to get prepared with you? Sure. That's a great question. Yeah. So I think a lot of people who I speak to who are considering hosting, there are a lot of fears or reservations or maybe expectations that they have to look a certain way, that they have to have X amount of bedrooms and X amount of cars and everybody needs to take their kid to the Biltmore estate. And in turn, I find that the diversity of host families that we can include in this program offers that much more depth to the student experience. And so, like I mentioned earlier, when the students all get to interact with one another, including the different American host siblings, all my international students get to learn about different styles of families. And so in the past, I've had families that have two kids that are about the same age as our international students, I've had families that have a baby and that's it. And so they're a young family, but they're still exploring this international aspect almost more for themselves. You know, I've had empty nesters. I've had single parents. I've had just about every walk of life. And, you know, that's what we're looking for here is representing the diversity of American life. And so you don't have to have any sort of particularity in your background. All you have to have is an eagerness to learn and to teach, a willingness to open your home, um, an interest in culture, potentially, and um, a willingness to, you know, or maybe not willingness, but a, a lust for life, like you can hear in my voice. And so when somebody is interested in participating, that's the first step is just reaching out to me. And I usually set up a meeting where I'll get a gauge of who they are, what their family situation is like, um, what their home is like. You know, I'll do a tour of the home to make sure that the students are coming into a safe and welcoming environment. And then I'll offer any assistance um, if it's a working family, you know, we'll make sure that there's transportation provided for if it's a family that lives in the outskirts of Asheville, we'll make sure that there's flexibility with when and how they participate. You know, we want to make sure that this experience is beneficial and and supportive in all ways and so this, that everybody can be included. Absolutely. And this is a program that is done over the summer, correct? After school ends? Yes, that's correct. So how far out in advance? I would imagine that people who are listening today and getting information and maybe their ears are perking up would want more information and maybe start planning for for next summer or is it is there still time to plan for this summer both are an option so right now i still have maybe four students that i'm looking for host families for this summer which would be 
uh, three to five weeks, either in July or August, depending on which student. If those timelines didn't work, or if it feels too soon for someone, a listener today, reaching out for a year in advance is always, always works. Um, we can we can accommodate for that as well. And I'd like to mention if there are families that are listening that this is of particular interest, but the concept of hosting isn't accessible to them yet this year. We also open up our summer day camp to local families. So if any people with students nine to 16 would like to enroll their kids for even just a week at a time to be able to hang out with international students and um, still get a piece of this general overall experience, then that's also something that you could reach out to me today and get that in for this summer 2022. Wow, that sounds really exciting and and so much fun and so you know, just being together with these students and, and these people from other countries to have that experience of breaking down cultural barriers, really being able to see people or people everywhere. And I, I'm i guessing that the the students who are coming here speak English. Is that correct? They do. Yeah, they most most everywhere in Europe they take English from their early elementary all the way through high school. So these students have had nine, 10 years of English in schools and most places in Europe as well are, are somewhat bilingual, you know, English is spoken around. So my experience has been that all my students have a conversational level of English. There's never been um, that a limitation in that regard. So what they're coming here looking for is taking their English to that next level of the more informal and playful kind of conversations. Um, When we do our language and culture lessons, we do things like idioms, you know, stuff that they potentially would never have heard, these little phrases. We do a lot of like work with getting comfortable with talking because as much as they understand and they can speak, sometimes there's a level of comfort that needs to come just from use, right? So that's what this um, offers them. Well, Katie, I have to say all involved here are very lucky that you have created this kind of program, that you have created this safe community where people from all over the world can come right here to Asheville and have these kind of experiences. I just, I'm in awe. I think it's great. It's such a beautiful thing and it's right up your alley. It's like all all of your gifts and your experience and uh, who you are as a person have all come into this wonderful opportunity, not only for you, but for everybody who's involved. So tell us again how we can get more information. So you can get information by simply reaching out to me at info at growabroadllc.org. And that information is on our website, www.growabroadllc.org. And Marilyn, I just want to say thank you so much for that last piece that you said about me. And I, you know, I have to, I have to extend my gratitude to all the people in this community who have allowed it to be possible for me because I don't just do it alone. This would absolutely not be possible if it wasn't for the year's worth of amazing host families that have supported both me and our students, as well as the local Asheville community that has welcomed us into their doors, be it programs like Bounty and Soul that we volunteer with every single year, or um, other places like 
Asheville Adventure Center where we get to go and do like treetop adventures. You know, if it wasn't for the amazing eclectic community that exists here in Asheville, this program wouldn't be what it is. Well, like I said, everybody is so lucky to be able to have this opportunity and to have it here and to be a part of a community that does help each other, that is all around collaboration and and has a broader sense of the world. So congratulations, Katie, and I look forward to having you back on Speaking of Travel so that we can find out how the summer went and, and all the fun that you had. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marilyn. Well, thank you, Katie. You know, these past couple of years have brought countless challenges for restaurants, and we're beginning to see how a community-focused spirit became a driving force for so many of our local restaurants. Coming up next is Kim Murray. She's the new executive director of the Asheville Independent Restaurant Association, a shining star nonprofit organization who know more than ever now how a culture of collaboration and stewardship goes a long way to keep the kitchens cooking and the tables set. So stay tuned. Why not make the most of the beautiful spring season and plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect spring adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is an online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner, and this is the perfect time create safe and memorable adventures across western north carolina visit romanticashville.com today hi i'm Wenton churchill with the barefoot consultants and i've been teaching baby boomers for 14 years how to work online using skills they already have how would you like the flexibility to work from the comfort of your own home setting your own schedule and working at your own pace well i have good news for you I'm going to be in St. Louis the weekend of April 22nd teaching a hands-on weekend workshop, and you'll come away with everything you need to step into this exciting new lifestyle. For more info and to sign up, visit speakingoftravel.net. See you there. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Well, as 2022 moves on, I have to say I've been enjoying going back to restaurants. And I love how so many have utilized these past few years to modify their space to be more friendly for the times. In fact, I was in a restaurant recently that had opened and had all these new garage doors along the outside wall. And what that means is that they can open them up and have a really nice inside-outside feel. That was very cool. So maybe we can say perhaps there's a silver lining for restaurants after 
after a grueling couple of years. For those that survive, the future is still a little uncertain with so many emerging challenges in this industry. But my guest today is Kim Murray. She's the new executive director of the Asheville Independent Restaurant Association, which is a nonprofit organization committed to supporting the independent restaurant community right here in Foodtopia through education and training and advocacy and member collaboration. And Kim, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel and congratulations on your new role. I know that you have some pretty big shoes to follow after Jane. So let's find out how you came to be. I'm excited to have you here and and taking the Restaurant Association in this new upward direction. Well, thank you, Marilyn. I'm so excited to be here with you. And yes, we do feel it's an upward trajectory for our restaurants right now. So I moved to Asheville in 2005. I started working in a little restaurant that was on the square. Some people will remember it, La Caterina Trattoria, and quickly learned of the Asheville Independent Restaurant Organization and thought it was an anomaly. Like, how could these restaurateurs all be working together and not in competition with one another? So I got to meet some of the founding fathers and some of the board members and fell in love with it. So I started serving on the board and served on the board for the past nine years off and on and really got to know the organization and Jane Anderson, who was our has been our fearless leader for about nine years. So it definitely became a place in my heart and something I was very, very adamant about continuing. We have a very special organization here that really supports the independent restaurants and the community as a whole as well. And it's such a model for other cities because I believe AIR is maybe the only restaurant association around, right? Yeah, like the models like ours, it is. There's a lot of state-run restaurant associations, but for ours to be this tight little knit community and have such a robust organization, we are definitely one of a kind. Well, I definitely want to give a big shout out to our restaurants here in Asheville specifically because it was a time that was really scary and people were... I I think almost paralyzed with what happened, what just happened, and yet everybody came together, the community and the people in the restaurant industry. Yeah, the restaurants were really supported by the community. And I think everybody realized after cooking and cleaning after three meals a day, how much they really needed the restaurants. Restaurant tours as a whole are a pretty resilient bunch. So we do what we do every day. And we bobbed and weaved and we figured it out and we learned from one another and supported one another to keep the doors open so we could keep thriving. And now you are growing and you're growing the organization. So Kim, give us an idea of what we can expect moving forward as far as this collaboration is going with the Asheville Independent Restaurant Association. So we really focused back in 2019 on four really strategic pillars, and those are workforce, advocacy, sustainability, 
and our membership and community. And during COVID, of course, that all got sidetracked into its own. Advocacy was a huge one for us during the pandemic. Sustainability was a huge one during the pandemic. But now that things are getting a little bit back to normal, or should I say our new normal, we really want to get back to those four strategic pillars and really focus in on them and make sure that our organization stays within those four pillars in everything we do. And what can we do as customers with this newfound uh, sustainability and advocacy and and the, the way that you as a restaurant association are coming together and saying, this is our, this is our plan. This is our model. What can we do to respect and honor that? Well, first and foremost, come out to eat, get it takeouts. Like you mentioned, Marilyn, earlier, so many restaurants have conformed their four walls and to include the outdoors and different ways that you can patronize us that, that feels comfortable to each and every person. Um, that's a huge one. Another big one is patience. Right now, workforce is at the top of our four pillars, and we are working very hard to strategically figure out how to employ people, how to retain people, and foremost, let people know that working in a restaurant can be a career. It can be an avenue of upward growth and a learning platform. And in order for us to do that, we do need our community to be patient with us. A lot of restaurants are very short-staffed right now. So again, we're curtailing how we do things, our hours, our days open, how many tables we have available in our restaurant to accommodate that. So patience is a huge one. Um, Another one is advocacy. Advocate for your local restaurant. Everybody has their local neighborhood favorite and their go-to restaurants. So if you see a need for them, advocate for them and really help them out. Well, all of those are so important. And just like in being a a traveler these days, you have to be kind of savvy and do your due diligence when you dine out to do, like you said, do the research, find the restaurant you want to go to, peruse their website, get acquainted with them. You know, it's all about relationship building, wouldn't you say? 100%. And I think that's what's really, that's been the strength and the backbone of our organization for so long is we, our restaurants give back to the community and the community gives to them. And it's a hand in hand relationship that we really want to continue and foster. And as we get visitors in our town, We lead by example. They see the regulars. They see the locals. They see how they are in our establishments and they follow in suit. So and that's what we really want to continue working on. Absolutely. And that is such a key to this community, especially people are coming here to visit because they want to be part of that vibe. They want to be part of that. And I I do want to say, Kim, that for anybody listening who is considering a job in a restaurant, that what you were saying about creating a career with these new four strategic pillars in mind and what you're moving towards, I can only imagine that the way that employees are going to be brought in and groomed and trained and nurtured and honored even in the restaurants is changing. And they need to be tuned into that, right? 100%. I started in a restaurant when I was 15 years old. I've worked in restaurants 
my entire career, I now own a restaurant. A big focus for AIR is training the people that we bring in. We offer management training. We offer um, serve safe training for safe handling of food and product in the restaurants. We want to give them every tool they possibly can have to succeed when our, within our organization, because if our team succeeds, then we as restaurant owners succeed. And if we as restaurant owners succeed, our community succeeds and we continue to grow and thrive. Sounds to me like you're not only getting a job, but you're creating a family that you really are like a part of a family. And that's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. And that's a big part of the vibe of Asheville. Indeed. So Kim, how can people get more information? Do you have a website with uh, information? Yes. We have our website, airashville.org, that has all of our restaurants listed on it, all of our restaurant partners, which we could not do this without our great partners. We have a brand new job board up that lists all the job openings in our local independent restaurants. So there's tons of information. We do a passport, which is a coupon booklet, passport of sorts to go to over 50 restaurants. You can purchase that on our website as well. Lots of information. Lots of information, lots of restaurants, lots of people who have our needs on the top of their mind. And we so appreciate it. Kim, thank you so much for being here today. I I would love to have you back because I feel like I think that's why I was a little like, oh, my gosh, is it already time? Because there's (laughs) so much that we can talk about. So let's definitely plan after the summer coming back on Speaking of Travel, giving us an update on on how that vibe is going in the restaurant industry. I would love to, and I hope to bring gleaming news of our successes over the summer. Well, I know you will, because we're all going to go out to eat again, and we're excited. So thank you again, and we'll look forward to a wonderful year ahead. And again, congratulations to you, Kim. Thank you, Marilyn. I appreciate it. Well, as all this is going on, restaurants reopening, a lot of people are also getting on a plane and traveling again. And we have to be prepared as travelers too, not just uh, about going to restaurants. We have to be tuned in. So coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport. And she's going to share how the airport continues to move forward with innovative ideas so that you can have the best and easiest possible vacation. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Kay. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we put you in the middle of experiencing Asheville like no one else can. With an expert guide by your side, you'll have an all-access pass to what makes Asheville so unique. Our sense of place, history, and awe, along with great food and drinks and spectacular views. We follow safety protocols on every tour. Come experience why TripAdvisor awarded our company the 2020 Traveler's Choice Award, placing us in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. To learn more about us and our award-winning tours, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. 
You know, I have to say it's very refreshing to see the travel industry beginning to be on a positive rebound. Remember two years ago? All right, where did that time go? I have friends who are traveling the world again, and some have stories that are epic. Reconnecting with old friends, going to bucket place locations, so much fun. And I've heard stories not so fun. Testing positive in another country, being laid out somewhere in a hotel for days and days. It happens. We have to be sure we're prepared when we go out to travel again, especially overseas. Stuff can happen. Just be prepared. Now, on the plus side of traveling these days is that airports continue to be moving in very innovating ways to ensure that their customers have the best experience possible. From touchless technology to streamlining processes and making sure that everything is clean. Tina Kinsey, the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport, knows firsthand how advancements over the past two years have made travel safer, easier, and more efficient. And Tina, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. It's great to reconnect with you today. Oh, thanks, Marilyn. It's always so much fun. So, Tina, you and I both know traveling today is back to pretty much where it was pre-pandemic, would you not say? Uh, Absolutely. I was looking at some numbers this morning and uh, as a, I don't know if I've told you this, maybe it's a reminder, maybe it's new info, but last summer of 2021 was our airport's busiest summer in our history. Well, I was looking at numbers this morning, looking at how many seats the airlines will have 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 for sale this coming summer, 2022, and we're up. I mean, there are more seats for sale this coming summer than there were last summer. So, you know, we're we're going to see. We may even ha- break another record this summer. I wouldn't be surprised. It seems like everybody wants to get back out there and travel again. And like I was saying, there's just been over these two years. Airports especially have had to go through a lot of changes, a lot of hoops even from government regulations to TSA and and how you how you have everybody organized when they come into the airport. Let's talk about that a little bit. Do you feel that people who are coming back into the airport to travel are tuned in to these changes and are following kind of the the new Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. I think that there's such a um, passion for travel and need for travel, air travel, that it was a pretty quick learning curve uh, in the country. People are willing to do what they need to do. And and it's old hat now. I mean, it's old hat. Um, You know, nobody really even questions uh, the wearing of a mask the whole time, Um, which by the way, that federal regulation was extended through April 18th, but we're watching to see what happens there. So we may have something new to talk about pretty soon. We'll see. But yeah, it's it's old hat for everyone. So really, when you when you get prepared, you've made your flight arrangements, you're going to the airport, some of the same basic kind of know-how is still applicable, getting to the airport early. Uh, Yes. Let's talk about that because people, I think, 
I still talk to people. Oh, I'll just, you know, I'll leave an hour before, you know, my flight. That's old school now, right, Tina? Oh, yeah. And we still get folks who reach out and they say, um, is 30 minutes enough time? Is 45 minutes enough time? Uh, You're so small. Well, we're not that small. And lines can be very long and parking lots can be very full. And finding your parking space, getting in line to get checked in if you haven't done that online, checking your bag, going through security, uh, it can take quite a bit of time. And what if Just what if you get randomly selected in the security screening line for additional screening? That can add another 10, 15 minutes to the journey. So, you know, there there are a lot of reasons to plan, we say, two hours before your flight time. Arrive at the airport. Absolutely. And even consider leaving from your home early just in case you run into traffic. I mean, that's always an an issue these days. Never happens. In, in Asheville, right? <laughs> Traffic. Right. So really, we have to be savvy travelers these days yes. to make sure that we get to the airport. The good thing is that the Asheville airport and many airports across the country and the world have made an environment that is comfortable and easy to get around. And, you know, right there at the Asheville airport, you have that art exhibit going, a little art gallery and music. So why not just go and hang out, right? That's right. We, we'll take care of you while you're here. So, Tina, you've been doing a little traveling yourself. Just on a personal note, I know that you had a, a big trip out west and went someplace you had never been. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, you just mentioned bucket list items. And, and one of mine, I really love our nation's national parks and I want to go to every single one. And there was a big one that I had never been to uh, that I got to go just a few weeks ago. Uh, My husband and I flew out and uh, spent some time hiking in Yosemite National Park in the spring. And we have never done a spring trip. It's always been summertime when we go to the national parks. And I got to tell you, I might be hooked on the spring travel into the national parks. It was really great. We didn't have access to everything because, you know, there's snow and roads are closed, but we had access to a lot and um, there were not very many people. And we felt like on a, one of the trails in particular, we almost had it to ourselves for a full day. And it, it was just really beautiful and exciting and uh, rejuvenating. I loved it. Well, that rejuvenation is so important. We've talked about that on Speaking of Travel for many, 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 many months, it seems, that getting back out, going to the National Forest, rejuvenating is so important. So what was it like? I mean, just give us kind of a a synopsis of getting to the airport on time, you know, with plenty of time, and then getting on the plane and getting out there. Was it all pretty easy for you? It was pretty easy. Yeah. Um, You know, we went, we flew into San Francisco and we had uh, just one connection to get there. We flew through Atlanta and then from Atlanta straight into San Francisco and then, you know, had rented a car ahead of time. That's another tip I let people know. Don't count on ground transportation being available. Um, make your arrangement ahead of time. And so we had our car waiting and we just hopped in and 
made it to our destination um, and spent a fabulous week. We even took a little trip over to um, Lake Tahoe also, just uh, did some, a lot of fun fun things while we were out there. And the travel experience is great. Now going out West like that, and then hopping in a car and driving to the places we went, you know, we had to plan pretty much a full travel day on the front end and the back end. But, you know, as my husband says, we got there a whole lot faster than the early pioneers. You know, he always marvels at how fast it is. (laughs) I love that. That makes perfect sense. Well, that's, this is all good to know. And, and again, we've talked about this a lot, plan, 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 get everything ready, be prepared. And one of the best ways for us to be prepared at the Asheville Regional Airport is really to go to your website because you have so much information there and there's ways that we can look at all the flights that you have. There are a lot of new flights. So give us the uh, website and how people can get more information. Sure. It's very easy. Uh, Visit us at flyavl.com and all up. Lots of ways to connect with us are right there on our homepage. And you can sign up for your newsletter, The Window Seat, which I get every month. And I have to say is just when we talk about planning and planning and planning, when you get that in your e in your email box and you can see all that's going on, it's very helpful. So right there on your website, we can sign up. Yes, absolutely. We encourage anyone to do that. Um, we, we only send it out once a month. We do not share your email with anyone. It's just a way for us to stay connected with those who are interested. Well, thank you so much, Tina. I'm so glad that you had a great time going out west and, you know, you're back in the saddle again, as they say. I know it was a, a rough couple of years there not being able to travel and now you're, you're leading, you are the pioneers. So, yeah. Yes, yes. You need to tell Uh, your hubby that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And we'll look forward to talking to you again really soon. Okay, thanks, Marilyn. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Katie and Kim for being on Speaking of Travel this week. You know, I think we can all agree the stories we hear on Speaking of Travel over these past nine years present a pretty solid theme. Almost all my guests talk about the connections they made while exploring, and they remember how they returned home just being better people. You know, lots of times these connections lead to other opportunities to grow and learn more about yourself. We're constantly reminded that love is everywhere. When we connect with others, we learn more about empathy and just how similar we all are. So when you get back out there and travel again, remember to bring your best self and don't let fear get in your way. Share the beauty of your world with everyone you can because you will inspire others. And who knows, maybe we can even change the world. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy.